Come join us in person. Sunday school service begins at 9 a.m. with worship service starting at 10 a.m. We also have Wednesday Bible study at noon and 6.30 p.m. We are located at 248 Tournament Drive, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. Our phone number is 704-786-1215. We would love for you to join us in person. God bless.
Jesus Christ is Son, and now. 
Praise God. Anybody glad to be in the house on this morning? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. He is truly worthy. We acknowledge our shepherd on this morning, our leadership in the church, and each and every member in the body of Christ. We stand in the greatest of gratitude uh, to be in the house. I want to turn your attention. Uh, to Mark chapter 2. As we go there, I thank God for my wife, Sister Barbara Ann, as well. Amen. And we thank the Lord that we had a little time to spend with our grandbabies. Uh, much labor. A rough, a, a rough night. Uh, um, uh, I would have said something else, but after listening to what Pastor Holloway say, I must give thanks <laughs> in all things. Amen. He corrected my thought. My <laughs> that's what the word of God will do for you. Correct your thinking. Amen. If you would go with Mark chapter 2 and verse 1 through 5. Amen. And it reads, and again he entered in Capernaum after some days, and it was noise. It was reported um, that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, and so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Please bow your head. Uh, Father, please take this word, your precious word, and use them to encourage us to build us up to operate in the spirit of edification this is a rough journey um, that we're on and we're not complaining because you have given us the assurance um, that we need i believe today that uh, we'll walk out more built up than we were when we came in simply because of who you are and we do thank you for all that you have done for us in the name of jesus we pray amen, amen. praise god as a thought on this morning, I like to use your blessing is in the house. Um, very simple 
message. Um, the house I'm talking about is not our home. Um, our blessing is in the house of the Lord. Um, our safety uh, is in um, the refuge. You know, I say confession is good for, for the heart. And um, in latter years, I, I found myself um, making everything more important than God's house, um, than those Christian um, principles that I was trained up in, but kind of ignored them as I got older. But on this Christian journey, I'm coming to find out there's nothing more important than serving in God's house. Amen. Amen. Um, the enemy um, has a way of finding all kinds of other things that can take precedence and priority over the things of God. I'm not talking about you. I'm just dealing with myself. Amen. And yet, on my journey, when things went wrong, when sickness showed up in my body, when family problems came up, then I sought him who could solve my problems, and it was not the world. Amen? And so what I'm learning is to operate in, in the Gospel of Matthew that says that we ought to seek ye the kingdom of God first, meaning first in priority and rank, and it says all of these other things that I stand in need of, then will be added unto thee. Uh, I believe what the word says. I believe it to be, in tr to be true. I believe it to be inspired uh, by God. Therefore, I am learning to operate in faith. In other words, just step out on faith and just believe God to do what God said that he would do. And, and once you get a good taste, <laughs> you get a good taste of God's blessing um, that come out of his house. His house is an umbrella. Of blessings, amen. Yeah. And, and when we come in the house, ain't no other reason to come unless unless we're going to walk away better than we were when we got there. When we start realizing the blessings that flow down out of God's house, it's not no longer a burden to attend. Amen. Am I right about it? You know how it can get sometimes and get a little hard to get up, yeah. and, and we start to say, well, you know, the Sunday is my day. I'm going to rest, but my rest is in the Lord. My safe refuge is in the temple of God. It should not be a burden. To God be the glory. Your blessing is in the house. I want you to say that within yourself. My blessing is in the house of the Lord. Amen. Saints of God, advertisement uh, is very important when promoting events. Uh, I don't know if there's any boxing fans in the house today, but it was a real big fight that was on last night on pay-per-view. Um, Sean Porter and um, Terrence Crawford fought last night, two of the great welterweights in the world. And there was a lot of advertisement going on for months about that fight. And uh, I'm a fight fan, and I kind of wanted to watch that fight, but I think it came on 1130 or something. And uh, in my older age, I'm finding it hard to stay up um, that late. And again, I, I realized that my priority was also to be prepared to come into the house of the Lord. So I elected 
to go to bed. But there's a lot of emphasis that was put on a worldly fight. You notice how we're not even out of Thanksgiving and we're already seeing signs that Santa Claus is coming to town. A lot of emphasis, a lot of advertisements. You can't even walk in the store without it basically seizing you. Get your gifts early so that you will have toys for your children and you'll have clothes and stuff because a lot of things now, they say it's still out on shore and it may not be anything there. But I didn't hear anybody putting an emphasis on making sure that you take care of the giving in the house of the Lord. It is during the holidays every year that is one of the worst times and dire needs that people fall into after the holidays because many times we take the substance that God has entrusted to us as stewards and we spend it sometime on foolishness. Can I get a witness? On October the 26th, there was a two-day event in Houston, Texas entitled Astroworld Musical Festival. Some of you might be familiar with a mega rap star by the name of Travis Scott. And they say that when this event was announced, there was a lot of famous musicians who were going to show up there and perform over two days. And a lot of money was put into advertising and promoting that particular event. And when it happened, um, they say that the safety protocols that were in place were not sufficient and that it was a sold-out event, and that the gates were literally knocked over because people wanted to get in the presence of Travis Scott. Lord, have mercy, I wish we had the same drive to get close and nigh to Jesus Christ where my true blessings come from. But at the same time, I have no problem with entertainment. What I do have a problem with is in the midst of the press as if this individual can offer us something greater than what Jesus Christ has already given us. He has given us his life. He has shed his blood on Calvary. That's where my press ought to be. And when it's all over said and done, eight people lie dead from age 14 to age 26. And I was listening to some of the testimonies, and, and they were saying, you don't know what it's like to be pressed on every side to the point that you can't even breathe, to be hauling for help, but the noise ratio is so high that you can't even get up off the ground because of people who were stampeding you. What a traumatic event that happened. Now on today, we have a big event in the city of Charlotte. Amen. We got any football fans in the house? Any Carolina Panther? fans, any Washington Redskins fans. It's interesting how they promoted this all week. The city of Charlotte is back. The football team is fired back up. And they're just really pushing this agenda, Cam against Rivera. Amen? And I just started listening, and I thought to myself, you know, that would be a nice to have a ticket to go. But in my case on today, I have a need to be in the house of the Lord. And many times 
Many times we treat God like a spare tire. We set everything ahead of him, but expect him to be pumped up and on go when I need him. I need a witness in the house on today. These and many other worldly events that are not approached properly will give us a false sense of being blessed. You know, the world offers us a lot, but it faints. Amen? It, it doesn't last. The things God gives us last. God is an everlasting God. He is a God that is incapable of telling a lie. I challenge you. I challenge myself today. Find out what thus saith the Lord and stand on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Being blessed is when we as believers are in position to receive God's daily provision as an extension of his grace. You know, sometimes we don't look at God's blessings the right way. Uh, when we get up in the morning, we realize that we have food. Amen. When we get up and we realize that we have a set of clothes to put on. When we get up and realize that we still have shelter. When we get up in the morning and realize that our family members are okay and we did not get a call in the middle of the night and say one of our children was incarcerated or one of them was dead. It seems like every time you turn around, they're just gunning down people left and right. But God's grace and God's mercy allowed our families on today to be preserved. He is worthy of the praise. Not only that, but the measure of health that I have. I don't have the health I had last year, but I thank God for the measure of health that I do have. I was telling Barbara on yesterday, I was out in the yard working, and I, and I picked up kind of a heavy brick. You know, used to not be anything to me. You know, sometimes you don't realize that your body's decaying. You don't realize I can't do what I used to do when I was 30, even though I might try it. And I picked it up, and I turned, and I picked it up properly, set it down properly. And when I turned back around and started to walk, I caught a spasm in my back. And I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. But you know what I'm learning on this Christian journey? And I told Barbara, I'm going to cut that mess out about TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Listen, I thank God it's Monday. I need a witness in there. I thank God that his grace has allowed me to witness Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And surely Sunday where we can assemble ourselves together and give God the praise. I'm getting out of that worldly stuff. That's why when I got hurt, I said, Jesus, by your stripes, I'm healed. That's why I went to the medicine cabinet and took some medicine, yet I proclaimed the word of God over my life. And my wife said to me, Eric, when you get up in the morning, you're going to be all right. <laughs> Pastor, last night, and I was in the bed, I could barely get up out the bed. I started to cough. <laughs> right. But as I can see, you won't go anyway. Somebody ought to give God some praise in the house. First Timothy chapter 6. In verse 8, it says, in having food and remnant and clothing, it says, therewith that we should be contented. You know, we may not have everything we want. We might not have everything we desire. But a spirit of contentment pleases God. Because it tells God what you gave me, I thank you for it. And if you gave me that, you can bring increase. You are the one that owns everything. And at the right time and at the right season, you'll give me what I need. Because, see, certain things God's got to withhold. Because if we get it too early, we'll leave the house of God. And it is the house of God where my blessings are. Yeah. 
In the book of Exodus chapter 15, in verse 26, God says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. This translates in the Hebrew that he is Jehovah Rapha, which means the God who heals is his title. And on this Christian journey, we got to know who he is. He is a healer in a sick land. And I've learned how to say, God, however, you might heal me. That's all right with me. Whatever measure that you heal me, that's all right with me. Sometimes the body heals itself. What a mighty God we serve. Thank God for the health cabinet. Because the body, when God designed man and he designed it, he stood back, he said, it's good. In other words, I ain't made no junk. He said, it is good. It'll take care of itself. You see, sometimes what we eat and sometimes the environment and what we intake into our bodies is what creates sickness. But if you start to eat right, y'all going to help me. If you start to get six hours instead of four hours, because you're up all night, some of us, watching stuff that does not pertain to God or godliness. And because our body didn't get enough rest and the right kind of food, it automatically gets sick. But when we confess our sins and we change our behaviors, our body begins to heal itself. Give God the praise. Sometimes God will ordain the doctor to heal us. I don't care how he does it. See, when the go to the doctor, you got to realize he didn't go to school and pass school. God ordained him to go to school and gave him what was necessary to pass school. Now, why do we go to the doctor and don't, do, don't take the doctor's instructions? Pastor, I was listening. You said he told you 24 hours to go home, make sure somebody's watching you and put your drops in. We like to go and do it our own way. I don't need the drops today. Well, you know, I can drive. I know he said 24, but I can drive. It's, it's powerful the, the Bible talks about when the lepers had leprosy, they came to Jesus, and Jesus said, go shoot thyself to the priest. Why is that? It represents when we get healed that we go to the doctor, and the doctor makes confirmation of the healing. But who did it? God still did it. Sometimes he heals supernaturally. You know, I love it when people come to the altar, they, they tell the pastor, what's going on in their life because they believe that he's not going to heal them, but he is able to get a prayer through. And coming to the altar is a representation that something can happen that I cannot do for myself. Oh, y'all ought to give God praise. And somehow, somehow, some way, we find out later on when we go back to the doctor, the spot that was on my lungs are no longer there. Can I get a witness in here? The pain that was in my leg that the doctor said it must be a tumor or something is no longer there. Somebody has to have a clear understanding. I once was blind, but now I can see. And it was not but by the supernatural power of God. God did it. Sometimes God will say a word here and heal something over there. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God has all power yeah. in his hands? Oh, yeah. One word from the Lord can change my life, can turn my total condition around. Yeah. Now, here's the one that's hard for us to understand. Sometimes God does not heal. Let me say that again. 
sometimes God does not hear. His grace, he told Paul, is sufficient. Had it not been for the affliction, I wouldn't pray like I pray. Had it not been for the storm in my body, I wouldn't be walking with him, talking with him like I'm talking with him now. Had it not been for the sickness, I wouldn't have the relationship I have with him now. Because I found that the psalmist was correct, that he is with me in my valley of despair. A greater testimony is that even though I'm sick in my body today and I'm going to die one day sooner than later, I know for a fact that he's going to heal me on the other side. The Bible says he's going to give me a new body, one that is no longer corruptible on that great getting up morning. But sometimes you have to go physically to the house where Jesus is. In our text today, it says it was reported that Jesus was in the house. There should have been a flood of people storming their way to the house. And in that gospel, it was. But in Luke 5 and 17, which was the parallel gospel, Luke added a piece to the story. Luke said, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. You ever been in the house of the Lord and something is just different? You ever been in the house of the Lord and the praise is just different? You ever pressed your way to the house and you just had something and you said, today I'm getting ready to get blessed. Why is that? Because the presence, the spirit of the living God is stirred up inside of me in the house and my brothers and then my sisters and something begins to happen. My Lord and my God, and you kind of know something is going to happen in your life. And verse 2 goes on to say that there was no room in the house, but nobody died <laughs> in the press. It say even up to the door. But you know what I'm learning on this Christian journey, Deacon Baxter, it's good to have friends. I ain't talking about worldly friends. I'm talking about brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord. Because he that was sick with the palsy, I believe today that his friends loved him dearly. And I believe that sometime they would take a walk in the desert and watch the sun go up and the sun go down. And they did a variation of things together. But now this friend was sick. When you're sick, I ought to feel sick. When I'm going through, you ought to be going through. Today your storm and tomorrow surely mine. What if we pray for one another? What if? We began to help one another. But I believe that the four friends got together and said, let's see, can we help Brother John through his storm that he's going through? And they began to tell him, say, we heard it's been reported, it's been advertised that Jesus the Christ is in town, that he's down at Comparium. And I heard that he'd been healing those that couldn't see, and I heard that he'd been healing those that were lame. I believe if we could just get down to the house. If we could just get in the house, that you would be made whole, sound in your mind, sound in your body, sound spiritually, sound physically. If we can just get in the house. But when we got down to the house, we could not get in the house. You got to understand how houses was constructed at this time. They had a level on top and a, a set of stairs on the side. 
and they would go up and sit on the roof like we do on the deck. And I believe that they sat there and wisdom dropped into one of their minds. They said, well, uh -uh, we can't get in the door. <laughs> See, the fire code says there's already too many people in there. But I believe if we go up on the roof, you see, four, the number four is a representation of the four winds. It's a representation of the four seasons. I want you to see something. Four people, each on one corner, carrying this man up these steps, going up the steps and tearing off the roof. You see, sometimes you got to get radical. Sometimes you got to do the very thing that looks crazy. I'm getting ready to break in your house because I so love my friend enough that I believe if he could just get in the house, if he could just get in the presence of God, that he'll be healed and made whole. Boy, what a service, what a service that was. To be sitting in the house and stuff start falling. All kind of debris start coming down in the house. People looking up. And I believe Jesus looked up because the Bible says he saw. He saw their faith. When was the last time my faith got activated? I can say a lot of things. But when was the last time I pressed? Brother, how you doing? When was the last time I said, brother, what can I do to help you on this Christian journey? Jesus saw their faith. And based on what he saw, it caused him to say, thy sins are forgiven. Note this in my sitting. He wanted a healing, but what we don't realize, our healing is in our deliverance. Because once I get delivered, I become pre-qualified for the blessings of God. And this book is full of precious promises that God has made unto us. To God be the glory, I pray this has encouraged your heart on this Christian journey. Amen. I want to ask, if I could, for each one of us. You know, I made that confession earlier how my priorities were not in order and not in line. My priority as a father was, was not in order early, early on. Same thing with me being a husband. But now I realize how important all those things are. So I need to keep saying within myself, God, what's important? And it is him. With him, then I can have the trickle-down effect of everything else if I serve him first. I can't have my wife without him. I can't have my children without him. I can't have my job, my home. Everything belongs to him. Ecclesiastes, right in 13, say the very breath in my body belongs to him. It's not going to be long. If I live another 50, 60 years, it's not going to be long before I meet my maker. And I just want to be in, be in order when I meet God. Amen. If you're able, please rise. If you're able. If you would please rise. If you're able, God bless you. God bless you. If there's one that's not saved today, you do not know your Lord as your personal Savior. You have not confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart combined that Jesus is Lord. And you don't believe that you're saved or you kind of feel that something is, is missing. Something is just missing in your life. It's not about an emotional feeling, but it is about a true confession. We know that we know that if something happens to us today, that we're okay. That we're okay in the Lord. He's got a, he's got a place he went away to prepare for us. Amen. And that we'll be okay.
you know, sometime I, I have caught myself looking at all um, my, my siblings. I've lost two sisters and, you know, lost my father, lost my mother. But my sisters in particular trigger in my spirit sometimes how I'm shifting up. Could have very easily been me. Or you lose a close friend. But if you're shifting up, headed to heaven, the die is gain, you're okay. Y'all, somebody say amen right there. Amen. You're okay. To die, let me say this again. To die is gain. Yeah. Before I can get my true everlasting blessing, I have to die in the earth to live in eternally forever at that great getting up morning of the resurrection. Praise God. Amen. If there's one here who's not sure about your salvation, if you just throw up your hand or you can come down and you're not sure about your salvation on today. Amen. Or if you just desire to gather around the altar, you know, intercessory prayer is so important. Intercessory prayer. I'm so glad. I'm so glad somebody was praying for me. If you desire to just come and pray for somebody else, feel free to come. Or you can intercede from where you're at. But we're going to take just, just a moment. God bless you. God bless you. I've said this before. I thank the pastor for the pastoral prayer and the calling out of names. And I start learning to call out not just my family, but my enemies. And, I, and I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad and thankful to announce I see some changes coming. I see changes coming on my job. Amen. I see changes coming. If my soul was worth saving, theirs is just as worthy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Bless you. While you're there, I might ask you to think about maybe your family, your family members. Thanksgiving, for some people, is a joyous time to holidays. For other people, it is a terrible, 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 terrible season. Because the family is so broken. So let us pray for our family. I know some mother's hearts are ripped yeah. out because they couldn't thank the Lord. God, give me the give me the power. Let the spirit of the living God come on project and flow in my mouth. Yeah. That I don't say something that I shouldn't say. Yeah. Let me offer a spirit of forgiveness in some way I would like to be forgiven. Amen. Keep our Father, we come and thank you. We thank you for all that you do for us. You are all in all. And now some are gathered around in intercession for issues that they might have of their own. Some of us, God, are dealing with different physical things going on in our body. God, we just pray and bless us in this time and just another morning. God, help us open our eyes and to spend more time with you in your word and more time just learning. Study so that we can be built up. Church, yes, thank you for the deposits that have been made in their 
Pastor has informed there is no official benediction. They will have the benediction after um, the meeting, so we will dismiss. Take a moment and just make sure you do greet our brother and sister. God loves you. Go in peace. Amen.
Come join us in person. Sunday school service begins at 9 a.m. with worship service starting at 10 a.m. We also have Wednesday Bible study at noon and 6.30 p.m. We are located at 248 Tournament Drive, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. Our phone number is 704-786-1215. We would love for you to join us in person. God bless.